0: Hello and welcome to Techka Masala, a technology podcast with an Indian perspective. This is episode number 25 for October 11th, 2009, Curiosity Kill the Internet. I'm your host Aditya and along with me, I have Saket. Hi guys. So, uh, first of all, belated happy birthday to you. You celebrated your you celebrated your birthday on on our you know usual recording uh, day, which was Sunday. And I'm not going to ask ask you your age and all those things. So, are you really that sensitive about age? I don't know why people make a big deal about their age. I
1: mean, I have now come come to a point where I mean I have become sensitive about my age. I mean, you know, <laughs> ask me how old you are. I was like, okay, I'm 25, I'm 26. But now that I'm 28, I mean, I feel I could have been younger. I don't know. I just don't, don't uh, uh, I'm not so enthusiastic about it anymore. Ah,
0: well, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. But uh, let, let me make your day probably because this news made my day. Amazon Kindle is coming to India and is going to sh- start shipping on the 19th of October.
1: Uh, that is great news for trees, I would say. I mean, with, with all these books being printed and given uh, the fact that things are going digital, I mean, they, and uh, then that books actually account for a lot of trees being felled. I mean, people shifting to the Kindle is actually a great idea. And given that this is being available in India, that's even more good news.
0: Yeah, so Amazon announced its plan to ship Kindle to 100 more countries. That list included India. And I, I think this is probably... The consumer technology of this year, probably, coming to India, okay? We've
1: had the iPhones and we've had uh, other things. we had had, obviously, the portable gaming devices. The Kindle is one thing which hasn't hit India yet, and, I mean, this is a good thing.
0: You know, I, I went through this story on Plug.in, and it yeah. says that Amazon sells 48 Kindle copies for every 100 physical copies of books that it offers in both formats so 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 basically if you uh, if there's a harry potter book available in hard copy as well as in kindle format the, the ratio is 48 is to 100 you know it tilts towards the physical books but still it's pretty high
1: which is actually great i think this should actually go up so that i mean a lot of resources are saved but and, and coming back to harry potter i don't think harry potter is available for kindle i mean j k rowling does not want her book to go digitally because she's afraid of piracy and all of that
0: Ah, uh, well, she doesn't want to make more money. Did you know that she is the richest woman in UK? It's
1: wonderful. I mean, writing children's stories and becoming the richest person in the UK is very interesting.
0: Yeah, richer than the queen. So think about it. It made a lot, lot of money. Nobody told me that there was so much money in making, in, in writing books, okay? Otherwise, I would have been probably doing that.
1: That okay. only goes to say that how books are actually serious business?
0: Yeah, exactly. And, in fact, if, if you are really kicked about getting a Kindle, you can go... It, even though it's going to start shipping on the 19th you can still go ahead and you can pre-order it right away and we'll put up the link on our website and uh, you know i so want to get this device but the price in india is just too high it's just too exorbitant i mean
1: you know they're charging 279 dollars which is their list price and i'm sure by the time it comes to india there will be import duties and it is bound to go to over 20,000. and given that uh books are so much cheaper in India. A 20,000 just for a book reading device may seem exorbitant.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I know I can understand it's all, uh, it's you know, it's convenient. You can, it has got 2 GB of space which can store so many books. But then at a the point, you're only reading probably one or two books, right? They just have to do something and get the price down. They're, the import duty is almost $150 on this device. So it, it actually costs $279. But with this, you know shipping price and the import duty it goes beyond 400 bucks it is it is beyond my i can't afford it basically you know
1: i guess somebody ought to request the government of india to cut back on this import duty as books are essentially a good thing and i don't think there is any competing product like that made in india which the import duty is actually protecting that product from the kindle so i mean they should look at i mean addressing this issue
0: i think how you know what will uh, help get that done is if the telecom lobby probably gets in, into the picture and starts uh, getting behind the government to get it uh, get the import duty down because in the US basically the books are being bought over the GPRS or over the three G network from AT and T, yeah. and uh, you know probably the same will happen in India. We'll be able to download it using GPRS or via USB
1: and Wi Fi, of course.
0: I mean, um, yeah, I mean, and
1: support Wi Fi and you can
0: exactly and 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 Wi Fi as well. So. I don't know if those guys, if the telecom players have something in it for them out here because the 3G is going to come out soon. They are going to need services that can be bought over the network that they have. Probably this is one of them. And, you know, I am uh, I, I am very curious about what is going to happen to this particular device because, you know, right now it's in it, the, the screen is in grayscale. But, but it's only a matter of time that Kindle starts supporting video and audio, and uh, battery life is an issue right now, but I'm pretty sure that there is someone working on a solution as we speak here.
1: The Kindle actually uses the e-ink technology as against the LCD screen, so that's what uh, (laughs) helps it save some battery life, and the whole idea of the rationale for using that technology as against a normal LCD, which could have easily done video and audio, is that uh, uh, when people read something at length, I mean, LCD always has got a backlight, and that causes eye fatigue. So what the Kindle does is that act- there's actually ink, which is uh, like darkening some spots on the screen yeah. instead of the bright light being at the uh, at the back and the uh, thing happening other way around. So. So that's one thing where they actually save power. If you look at battery life, it isn't so bad, I would say, because they claim that if you keep your Wi-Fi off, you can have your Kindle run for like about two weeks or one week, I guess. Exactly. And uh, yeah, even with the Wi-Fi, I think it lasts for four days, which is pretty decent, I would say.
0: Right. I mean, right now it is. But, you know, if at all, and I see video and audio coming to it, but, you know, you can subscribe to news feeds on using your Kindle. So so basically, Wall Street Journal okay. or or New York Times, You can subscribe to a $2 per month fee and get access to their premium service using their Kindle. Now, now just think about it. I mean, Times of India, HT, Mint, and all those guys want this sort of a revenue model in place. And this is a good device for them to get that
1: if you bring newspaper to an electronic reader that might be a great uh, i mean progress in terms of technology
0: yeah but you know i keep I, I i mean i know i'm being repetitive here but the price i mean is there any way we can subsidize the price by offering extra service on it for example if times times of india or uh, hindustan times says um, you know what we are going to give we are going to pay 1000 rupees or 5000 rupees Uh, for anybody who uses our service on on a Kindle something like that if they do you know it'll be just so valuable but let's see let's see I'm just getting excited over nothing right now it seems like that but in the meantime there are people who are also getting excited about something that does not exist um now, there have been reports about a Chaco Paul city, which is supposed to be a mythical city, which is inhabited only by lesbians. And uh, the reason now, the reason that we are talking about it on Tech Masala is because apparently the Chinese men started looking for how to get to this city. And the internet service went down because, you know, so many people were trying to look for it online.
1: Uh, yeah, the Chinese ISPs uh, reported extreme stress in terms of operating environment, and uh, a lot of them were actually over capacity because I mean, suddenly there was like a huge influx of search queries and internet looking for this uh, Chaco City, which is supposed to be this uh, Swedish lesbian city. I mean, which is actually quite interesting. Yeah. If you are male, and I mean, if you're not interested in lesbians, then I mean, you either have to be. I mean, you have to be homosexual. there's no other way um, I mean, around
0: it everybody <laughs> likes lesbians. yeah, I agree do, you know that. It's simple math, right?
1: a yeah, simple math I mean everybody likes lesbians, so I mean it's quite natural that I mean if you tout a city which is twenty five thousand strong and consists purely of lesbians, I mean Chinese men or any men would want to go there,
0: yeah, and they should be allowed to go there,
1: yeah, they say that uh, the city is being guarded by these two blonde women who will not allow anyone to enter
0: yeah and apparently apparently it. there are there are tall walls built around built around this particular city and this is a mythical city okay now now they are seeing the reports are suggesting that this city was founded back in 1820 and has been kept a secret okay in the northern swedish woods uh, with wealthy man-hating widows. It's just it's just fascinating. And, you know, the tourism Swedish tourism authorities are getting a lot of inquiries about how to get there. And from millions of men.
1: Which is a great thing. I mean, we can tout such a similar city in India and we can get a lot of tourist traffic coming in.
0: Yeah, man. Bad times economically and we need all these sort of things to get the tourism up, I guess. Right now, anything that will get the business running, right? Yeah. Yeah, but well, right. let's let's move on and talk about PayPal banning Moxie Malch Spike, uh, who is a security researcher, for disclosing a security vulnerability in PayPal.
1: Isn't this quite ironic? I mean, here you have a guy who is trying to issue a warning saying that uh, you could be exploited and your systems are wrong, etc. And what PayPal goes ahead and does is it shut them off.
0: Yeah, so they just banned his. They just closed his account, and he had around five hundred dollars in value in his PayPal account, uh, which he doesn't know if he'll get access to it or not because the account has been shut down. Now, uh, this guy had spoken at DefCon, if I'm not wrong, yeah. in in July, and he spoke about how you know he he had come up with a vulnerability in online certificates.
1: Yeah, how certificates work is uh, basically there are these certificate issuing authorities. And whenever you go on to a site, the site offers a certificate. And then you actually validate the certificate against an authority. And I mean, if you uh, if the authority verifies it, then you get the green bar in the browser. Now, wh- how people have been picking uh, these systems is that they get certificates for subdomains. Obviously, you can't get a certificate for PayPal.com. But you can get a certificate for basically, uh, I mean, prepending the uh, URL to other domain which you own. And that's how most of these guys have been uh, like getting through these things. And then again, there is a slash zero character, which is taken as null in a security certificate. So that's essentially some vulnerability out there. And what uh, Merlin did was that he, at the Black Hat conference, I mean, he demonstrated this. I mean, he, uh, a fake certificate for PayPal, which he had created. And he obviously did not release this to the general public, but somebody else seems to have done that. And after noting that, PayPal has gone ahead and just blocked him off.
0: Well, what had happened that he had included this particular certificate that took advantage of this vulnerability against PayPal. He had released it. He had made it part of a teaching material and someone picked yeah. it up from there and started distributing it. That's why... PayPal has uh, PayPal has come out and said that the account was being suspended, not for the certificate, but for the misuse of the payment of processing service. So basically, he was he was selling his online tutorials and was using PayPal as a payment gateway. So that's yeah. why they have gone ahead and blocked. Yes, yeah, so
1: that's account. what they've shut off. I mean, but but mind you, he was not actually selling the certificate online. He was right. only selling a couple of tools which are basically aiding in. Uh, Uh, There's a tool called SSH Sniffer, which tries and sniffs uh, what sort of SSH traffic is passing and then tries to uh, do a man-in-the-middle sort of an attack.
0: So, I mean, those
1: tools were something that he was uh, uh, giving out as a research uh, thing. And obviously, I mean, the, the, he also accepted the donations on his website, and I mean, that has been blocked. I mean, but it must also be noted that there are so many other websites like this who offer these tools for download, either as a, I mean primarily as a security uh, and research material, and those sites also receive payment through PayPal, and uh, those none of those have been blocked.
0: Yeah, because this guy came out and said that he has this particular thing, right? So he he admitted of he admitted to developing it. And people just took uh, advantage of that. But I don't, I don't see. I I see where PayPal is coming from. I mean, they are not wrong in blocking his account. As far as they, you know, give his money back to him and say that please don't do that or whatever. They pass pass yeah. on some sort of a, you know, just slap his wrist or something like that. But I hope the vulnerability is fixed now, though. Okay. And, and, uh,
1: a warning to our users. In fact, I mean, when Merlin Spike certificate was tested online. Uh, it was discovered that it went through very clearly through both IE, Chrome, and Safari. I mean, if you use that certificate, uh, I mean, the fake certificate, uh, all i Chrome, and Safari browsers were not able to detect that the certificate was fake. But only Firefox has displayed a warning saying that the certificate has already been revoked. So, not in safety, I mean, till the time uh, something more comes out on this, yeah, Firefox is better, I guess, with
0: this yeah and and you know talking about this accounts being blocked on by internet services uh, there was a similar case when Twitter blocked a user a user's account. I forgot the user's name, but then again the the user account was reinstated uh but yeah. He has no idea as to why they blocked his account. The similar yeah, thing... Mikko ha-
1: Hitkonen, actually, he is the chief research officer at F-Secure, which is the antivirus company, and uh, he noticed a phishing site on the internet and he posted a tweet uh, warning other people that this site is a phishing site and don't go there. And uh, funnily enough, he also inserted spaces into the URL so that it was not clickable. But uh, despite that, his account seems to have been suspended by Twitter. I
0: think it's just... Uh, it's just a security feature that uh, Twitter might have saying that, you know, they might have identified a few URLs because, you know, a, a lot of URLs are being a short URLs are being passed out on Twitter, right? These URLs are inherently very insecure, because you don't know where you're going to be taken. Yeah. So, so I think, so I think they might have identified the URL in some way and proactively gone ahead and blocked the user temporarily until they realized what was actually happening and then in fact uh, Google also received was in fact Google received an order by a court to delete an entire user account because of uh, a goof up on bank side so basically what happened was uh, and I don't know if you have heard this story Sakit so what happened was an an employee in the in a particular bank uh, decided to email an Excel uh, worksheet to his personal email address, a personal Gmail address, so that probably he could work on it in in late in the night or something like that. But by mis but by mistake, he typed in the wrong address. Okay, so if, if his name was Steve Smith, he what he typed typed in was Steve dot Smith, and the the this particular web sh- uh, worksheet contained all social security numbers, all internet logins and passwords, and all those all those sort of very sensitive data and then the bank actually went to the court and got an order asking google to delete that particular account the entire account not just that email
1: uh, what about that poor guy who lost his account just because of this person's stupidity
0: and, and you don't even know if the damage has has been done or not because for all you know that guy has already downloaded that worksheet on his uh, on his desktop yeah. and you know but these things happen and you can't do anything about it basically uh well similarly you know what? I've had a very personal experience. My uh AdSense account got blocked and was cancelled by Google saying that they were receiving malicious clicks on the ads. So and I had no way of appealing
1: that, that's quite high-handed but that, that happens often actually and not many people can do anything about it i mean anybody else could be clicking on those links i mean just because if, if i want to put you off or if i want to hurt you in any way all i just have to do is just go to your website and click on the links uh on your site repeatedly yeah and automatically google is going to detect that as click fraud and you'll get your account blocked that there has to be some way of protecting against it.
0: yeah and there is no appeals process and even if there is they are in no way bound to tell you why they blocked the account or share any data. Okay, so you yeah. are basically out of luck. You can't do anything. Ah, well. Move on from that story to Microsoft releasing an ad-supported starter edition of Microsoft Office 2010.
1: Uh, Microsoft has this product called MS Works, and this is like an in-between product between the word pair thing that comes in Windows and uh, MS Office. So this is some. I mean, this has... Uh, Basic documents and spreadsheets, and nobody seems to use MS MS Works much. I mean, I haven't seen yeah. anybody use MS Works. The last time I saw somebody actually using it was maybe three years ago. And what they've decided to do is discontinue MS Works in its entirety. And now they will replace it with the Microsoft Office Starter Edition 2010, which is, I mean, an upcoming edition. And and that edition will be actually stripped down. It will not have many features. You will just have Word and Excel included. You can create documents, you can edit documents and uh, you can't do much with that. I mean you can't do you can't have many advanced features uh, and uh, at the same time you can you see you get to see a small and obtrusive ad on the right hand side of the application.
0: And this particular uh, edition will satisfy the needs of probably 90% of the MS Office users. I
1: mean, because Microsoft software has just become bloated and bloated. It's not that they deliberately did that, but, I mean, they always had to have some value-add every time they came out with a new version. So so they just kept adding features, and even though the features are quite interesting, and I can say that the Microsoft Office Suite is the most complete in all Office Suites available anywhere right now. I mean, but there are times when you don't even need all those features.
0: Yeah, exactly, and... uh, now, now tell me, was Microsoft Works was it free? Or what was it?
1: It was bundled along with uh, these laptops, and I mean, I mean, uh, OEMs used to bundle that.
0: Oh, okay. Oh. So it was a free version to just get the, yeah, just get yeah, them hooked yeah. to Microsoft Office, so that they can upgrade later on.
1: So that, that's what they're doing. I mean, what with Office Starter 2010, I'm sure it will fulfill the needs of a lot many people, but some people actually might want to get the full version. And of course, you also have the Office uh, Web Access, which is a free uh, online Microsoft Office that you can use. So that's basically getting into the freemium model, actually. It gives you a taste of what is available and hoping for the best.
0: Let's see how that goes for Microsoft. I think it's a good a good way to start things off and I think it will be useful for a lot of people okay. Having said that let's move on to an Apple story this time and talk about the, the latest OS upgrade that they had. In fact it was not an upgrade it was a brand new OS release called Snow Leopard and apparently it is messing up with the user accounts and people are losing their entire user accounts along with their documents and anything that they might have stored as under that user completely and uh, this has been reported by several people uh, what is causing this to happen is that once you uh, log into the system using the guest account and then log out and try using your usual account you just don't find that account anymore
1: you don't find this happening with max so often i mean a bug so serious as this i mean i fail to understand how This could have escaped Apple, and given that it's out there, I mean, we can only advise people to not use the guest account. I mean, have a guest account enabled in the system. Somebody logs in, and they create a few files, and they're just playing around. So there's a feature that when you log out of the guest account, all the files in the guest account are erased. Basically, the guest profile is erased. So the bug here is that not only does the guest account get erased, but even a legitimate full user account, I mean, another account on the system, those also get erased. So, and which means all the data, I mean, everything. Because everything on the Mac is actually contained inside your home folder. I mean, I, I yeah. haven't seen anybody store information on the Mac HD. I mean, they typically store information inside their own user folder. That right. includes music, documents, everything. So, that's pretty serious.
0: I can't stress enough on this point. is Guys, backup. You know, always backup. But this is just a stupid, stupid reason to lose your data. But that, again, brings me to the point is you never know when you're going to need to use your backup. So please do that on a regular basis. Uh, Sakit, what software do you use? Uh,
1: for backup, I I use a Time Machine, which comes bundled with, uh, I mean, uh, yeah. there's no leopard or leopard. It's basically... Nothing but the volume shadow copy feature which you get on Microsoft operating systems. I mean, they just uh, made up a swanky name for it. What they do is they save uh, iterations of the files on your machine uh, in a separate folder, in a separate external hard drive which you can designate. And then they also have this device called the Time Capsule which is basically a Wi-Fi hard disk which can automate these backups. Unfortunately, I don't have that but I still copy uh, all my folders over to my external hard drive. I've got a one terabyte disk and that is quite enough.
0: So yeah, but the problem with time machine is that you need to start doing it right from the beginning. You can't start yeah. doing it after six months of you using the system because that's what happened to me. You know, I I got a brand new external hard drive to start backing up, and then I ran into the problem where it says that no, you got to reformat completely to start using Time Machine. Uh, but yeah, having said that, I'm using this particular software called Super Duper. Which is yeah, also duper, yes. yeah, which That's is also super, it. super duper as it, as its name. So um, it it's working out pretty well, but it's not incremental though. It backs up the whole thing, uh, it it the backup and then uh, and then copies all your stuff back again. So I'm still looking out for something that will incrementally back my data up. So I'm still in the market.
1: I guess another piece of advice we did know, need not not mention that if you are on a Mac and if you're using Snow Leopard, just stay away from that guest account till the time Apple gives the solution. I mean, we already had the 10.6.1 security update released by Apple a while ago. I'm sure 10.6.2 is on its way, and that should hopefully resolve this issue. Even though we've not heard anything about Apple to this in the, with respect to the subject.
0: Yeah, and you know what? One of the important features which I have not yet found in and in in any of the OSs come built in with is uh, it. It would be so nice if I could get an SMS message from the system whenever someone logs into it but then that that mean that I would have to be connected
1: wouldn't that that make you like a control freak I guess
0: but I want to know because there are so many times when my laptop is just lying at home and I mean it's, it's someone from my you know someone in the house that is using it but then I'm just, so you yeah. come
1: back from work all angry, who used my machine?
0: Exactly, exactly. Because it's, there's a reason it's called a personal computer, okay? Because it's personal, right? Yeah. So, yeah, this I don't let anybody use my computer.
1: Yeah, neither do I, neither do I.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, um, just putting that out for all those OS uh, developers. If you can get anything done for me, that'll be awesome. Okay, that's, those were the topics that we had, the fresh topics that we had for this week. Now it's time for some updates. Uh, Microsoft had, back in July 2009, uh, had proposed that of using a a ballot screen. This was uh, pitched as a solution to the Internet Explorer issues and the the trouble that they got in with in in EU. Okay, so what what Microsoft had proposed was, on the first run, my Internet Explorer will redirect users to a ballot screen, what they're calling it, ballot screen website. And Microsoft has included top five browsers and sorted them based on on a particular ranking in the browser share. And then, you know, the users have an option of downloading any other browser that they might want. Yeah. Now this was pending from approval EU, from and, EU. Yeah,
1: they, they just seem to have gotten this approval and that is gonna hold for like five years. So for the next five years, when you get a machine in the, the EU, I mean, in any EU country, first time you run your system it is going to ask you which browser you want to use and I guess you can hopefully download that.
0: Yeah exactly and even after doing this Opera guys and uh, people at Mozilla was was still not satisfied but even then EU said nothing doing this is good enough for us for now let's just go ahead with this so all the guys in EU will see this and uh, another there is another update about uh, Windows Mobile.
1: Yeah, we talked about Windows Mobile 6.5 and their backup service, which is basically uh, a cloud-based solution where you can copy your contacts, your music, and all your stuff into the cloud so that uh, you can restore that to another device. And essentially, even when you're on the move, your data is safe somewhere. So uh, Windows Mobile 6.5 has been released. It's not much of an upgrade over Windows Mobile 6.1 except for the fact that it rebrands itself as Windows Phone. I mean, I'm sure Microsoft is emulating Apple here. Yeah, and uh, you have this cloud ser- cloud-based backup service called MyPhone, which again we talked about earlier, which gives you 20 uh, 200 gigabytes of uh, sorry 200 megabytes of storage for your contacts and things like that, and uh, it is free for anyone. But there are some premium features like you know being able to give a ring to your cell phone from the web in case you lose it, and Ooh. being able to wipe all data off your phone in case somebody steals it. So those premium features cost about 4.99 dollars a month and they are actually for pay but even those features will be available to you for free for 60 days.
0: Oh, that's great and now tell me there was this downtime that happened related to Windows mobile where people just lost their entire data.
1: So that is actually the sidekick the T mobile ah, sidekick that's the uh,
0: sidekick yeah. So, so that has nothing Microsoft. to do with that that has nothing to do with whatever just came out.
1: No, no, Microsoft has got this arrangement with Danger where they released this uh, device called the Sidekick, uh, which is uh, a T-Mobile device. And uh, one of the servers seems to have gone down and uh, entire data of users, I mean, pretty much just like the Snow Leopard data, got erased. And there is, there seems to be no way of oh. getting that data yeah, back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, just, just think about that. I mean, you get up and there is just everything's gone. I mean, you know, so... So, those were the updates and the topics that we had uh, for this uh, episode. Now, if you have any questions, comments, concerns on anything that we just said in this episode, you can always send us an email at techkamasala at com, Or you can even send us tweets. You can tweet me and follow me on AC Mahatre on Twitter. And Sakit is available at...
1: Uh, V U L T U R O. That's Volturo.
0: Volturo. And... That's about it. Don't forget to log on to our website, www.theindicast.com. And, um, and also go, go listen to other podcasts that we have. We have a business podcast. Sakit, I don't know if you have ever checked them out. We have a business podcast called Busy Nation and a current affairs news podcast, which is um, in the, the Indicast show itself. Uh, go check them out. And um, until next time, bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Dagger, 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 dagger,